Hi, I'm Scott Cooper, and welcome to the Tales from the Trail podcast by Matchplay. In this episode, Justin Chesham and I welcome back Michael Meese, student-athlete at Trinity University, and Augie Cooper, student-athlete at the College of William & Mary. We discuss some of the successes and challenges they face during the season and what they have coming up in the next year. I'm sure a lot of what they have to say will resonate with most student-athletes. Thank you to Cheese, Michael, and Augie for the great conversation. Well, I mean, so when had to make it explicit, when I was your guys as coaches, what was your best goal? Your best goal, what you Michael? You have to toggle through a little bit more than Augie does. Augie, how many did you get? Like ten? I think I think mine mine would probably be I had my best assist to Michael. I did like a bike. You biked it? Yeah, I biked it back across the goal. And Michael headed it in. Yeah, really? we were oh, we were like fourteen. Right yeah. You're 14. Were you our coach? That one? I don't remember that one. I think I have video of that. Yeah, there's a video of that one. Yeah. It was on purpose. You you were passing that thing. You were trying to score. You shanked it. And no, Michael, it was going out of bounds, and I put it back across. There's no way I could have scored from that angle. So and, you were trying to put it in the pile. Gotcha. Yes. And I think Sam Weber served it up, who we were just talking about. So. Yeah. Anyway, Sam Weber, the legend. Always flipping. Yeah. The legend. Michael, was your best goal? I don't know, to be honest. I remember uh, we played in the last uh, tournament we had when we were like before the age group split. We played like some team in Potomac, maybe. And I remember I scored. And then second later, I was through on goal after I had scored. I hit the post. And I, I the, the chances of me missing was were higher, were lower than me scoring. And I remember I hit the post. And then like, that was our last tournament that we ever played as a team. Yeah. But I remember I scored. But that was the only goal I really remember a lot from that. Era. Might be the the my favorite goal with you guys was one of yours, Michael. Uh, we were playing Arlington at the um, CCL showcase, and all the coaches came to the game. I mean, like pretty much they have nine fields at that complex, at least on the bottom part, and almost all of them were there at the game. And uh, of course, I know most of them, so I'm like talking during the game, not really paying attention to you guys. But <laughs> it was a good game. Actually, going back and forth, back and forth. I think you had scored or something. Maybe the score was two to two. And Michael, you weren't, I don't think you had scored yet. And you were not in a good place. And the clock was clearly going to run out. And I remember looking at you going like, because you were just walking back offside, way offside. <laughs> Michael, get back. You're going to have one more chance. And sure enough, the ball squirts out. Augie, um, I think maybe you played the ball. You were Daniel. One of you two just saw the spacing behind, played it in, and I was like, all right, well, Michael's going to get to this first. And sure enough, you did, and you put it past the goalkeeper, dribbled in, and hit the post and goes in. And, I mean, the, you can see the ref is like, well, I got to blow the whistle here. That ended the game, and it was – it was, and all the coaches were right there, so it was pretty cool. I was, uh, I was bragging the, the rest of the recruiting. <laughs> so uh, that was a solid day, solid day. I remember that. Those, those things were fun. Yeah. Well, that was a good they're team. Even- in a while, so yeah, I was, was gonna say we usually didn't beat Arlington. No, that was a good win. Yeah, my favorite Sam Weber story, just to backtrack a little bit from him, was when you guys were at William and Mary Camp, the overnight. And I got two two Sam Weber stories. Sam, uh, I'll I'll do the one with me first. Is when uh, we're at the store, your dad is uh, selling all the stuff, and I got a I got some Twix. I'm just sitting there, we're just shooting the bowl, and Sam walks in there. Very confidently with like, I think you were there. I'll give it like four or five of you right behind. 
And he just walks in, grabs one of my Twix. I think it was the left Twix. Grabs the left Twix out and just looks at me and goes, this is mine now. And walks away. <laughs> like, right. That's funny. Yeah. And she was like, not, you didn't really know each other then. I, that was early. That was early, yeah. yeah. I, I knew of him, but I, I don't think I was his coach yet. I think he no, was, I don't think you'd ever had his one then. Yeah, because that was when I had you two. And Sam was still with uh, who? Who coached that team? Who who had you guys before I took you guys? Uh, Might have been AJ. Could have been AJ, maybe. Who was the year before that? Older guy. Uh, you were young. You guys were like ten. Like Kelvin. No, Tim like, Christian. Yeah. That was somebody else. Yeah. Shaw. Huh? No. Nah. <laughs> but no, nah, those are those are some fun times, man. Oh, those I know who it was, but I can't think of his name. Yeah, older. Yeah, he was a good player. I remember. I think he. I see me bad. I think he played at CNU for one season. <laughs> That's bad. Yeah, I don't know. I remember it. No, yeah. <laughs> I don't know all my alums that well. But what was your other Sam Weber story? Oh, uh, this is when he was really young. Steve was his coach. And uh, we're at Heinz, the, the the legendary park, Heinz Middle School. And practice is over. I had the older team, and I, I was walking out, and all of us were kind of leaving at the same time. And uh, Lee was standing there to pick up Sam. And uh, Steve is talking to Lee, and he kind of looks at Sam, and he's like, what? It's like, Sam. He calls lightning. Look at your cleats. And he had his cleats on the wrong feet. And so it was like, you know, cleats curve or whatever. So it was like, Sam, you were terrible today. And he had shoes on the wrong feet. So that's just, and you know, Sam, of course, he goes like, oh, yeah. Like he just didn't know. You know he's just he was a kind nightmare. of a goofy little kid. He's kind yeah, of totally. yeah. At 10, he was a nightmare. Yeah. It was funny. Well, cool, man. I'm, I'm glad we're together again. Uh, we should be doing these in person with like, you guys 21 yet? 22. Yeah, a little cocktail or something, sharing some laughs. Yeah. But uh, you guys are both about to jump into something that I, I talk to. Every recruit that I talk to, um, I think this is such an important thing. I think all college kids should do it. I, I love it. Uh, you could do an entire semester. You could do just a, a chunk in the summer. Like I think, Augie, you're just doing a chunk. Michael, you might be doing more. I'm not sure. But yeah. uh it's study abroad. I think it's awesome. It's such a critical part to your to your development. You're going to learn different things. We've had a lot of guys have seen you do it. We've had guys jump in for an entire semester, and it's attached to a scholarship where they get to study Oxford, uh, which is a cool thing to add to your resume. But most of my guys like to do the uh, the summertime trips where they're just gone for a few weeks or a month, where they get to have that full experience. But it's not taking the entire semester out. They're getting some college credits out of it. And of course, the culture shock and all that fun stuff that you get to experience, the food and the different, you know, the, the language barriers, all that fun stuff that's part of it is just so great for your development. But uh, so, you know, Augie, Michael, you know, which one you guys want to kick us off? But why don't you tell us what you're about to do and how long you're going and, and uh, you know, we'll do some follow-ups from there. Yeah, I can, I guess I'll start. Um, yeah, I'm going to Lisbon, Portugal on the 2nd of January. I'm going for like two and a half weeks before classes start uh, the spring semester um yeah i just i kind of needed the credits but also wanted to do something like that and 
can't, it's kind of harder with soccer to do it in the spring or I guess fall and spring. Um, so I thought it was a good idea to do it during the winter, do a J term and still get that experience. Did you get to your spot? Hmm? You got to choose your spot or is that kind of like the agreement William Mary currently has? Like, how did you end Hmm. up at Lisbon? No. So this is like, I heard other people talking about um, doing a J term and William Mary has like a page where they just list like they have ones through the school and then also like third party ones. So I'm doing a third party one that was listed on the website. Um, And there were like a few other places. Like I was looking at Berlin, London, uh, and yeah, it was between those and Portugal. So I ended up choosing Portugal. What's what's the J term like at William Mary? How what's the what's the time frame? What's it look like? Uh, it's the second through the twentieth, I think. Oh, so you, when do you start your semester? Uh, we don't start till the twenty fourth. Whoa! Yeah, wow. my guys go back late and though. Jeez. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, cool. And then, so, and how, how long is yours? You said just two and a half weeks. Yeah, the second through the twentieth. What are you studying over there? Uh, I'm taking a business class. It's like a negotiations and communications. So it'll just transfer back to William Mary. Three credits. Three cool. credits. Yep. And uh, what's the like? What's your daily schedule look like? Yeah, we just got it. So it's nine thirty to twelve thirty. Monday through Friday, so I'll have the whole afternoon to do whatever. Wow. There's a casino right in Lisbon too. <laughs> are you uh are you gonna be able to like spend weekends like you know, hit the road and go check out some different cities? Yeah, definitely gonna try to. Um one place I really wanna go. I've talked to my dad about is Nazare, the big wave in Portugal. Oh yeah, okay. So I'd love to go see that. You can go watch some soccer wire over there? Yeah, actually, uh, my roommate, he plays soccer at a D3 in Ohio. Um, and his he just texted me. He was like, hey, my mom uh, saw that the, a sporting Lisbon game was happening while we're there, and she bought tickets for us if you want to come. And I was like, definitely. What's the, what's the, who's your roommate? You know, his name's Quinn. Quinn? From what school? He goes, uh, was it at Ohio? Ohio West? Ohio was no, it? Northern. Ohio Northern or something like that. Yeah, cool. They made it to the... They're very good. Yeah. They're very good. They upset He's... Messiah in the second round. Yeah. That was a... He's a sophomore. Huge win. That's cool. That's cool you're staying with him. Yeah. No, it'll be awesome. Talk some trash for me, okay? Talk I got you. Trash for me. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. So, uh, Michael, what are you doing? So, I'm doing a um, program where I go to three different places for six weeks each. So I'm leaving January or December 31st, and then I'll get there the first, and I'll be in London first, then I'll be in Rome, and then I'll be in Sydney for the last six-week period. Um, and so I'm taking – the way it works is it's a, through a third party, and you go to like two – you have two classes each term for six weeks. Um, so it, you're not like overloaded with like six – five or six classes that you have to continue throughout your, your cities. So each class ends, then you have a two-day break to like allow for travel to the next location. And then you travel, check into your uh, apartment and then um, start the next block of two classes and then finish off uh, and then travel to the next place. And that ends May 4th and then I'll be back here. That's, that's freaking great. Mike, do you, do you know anyone you're going with? Uh, I know one person from Trinity who's going. Um, 
but besides that, I don't know anyone in my like group because you can do each. Like it doesn't matter what lo- what um order you, you do the cities in. You do. Right. So I don't know who's going to be in like Rome when I'm in Rome, or who's going to be yeah. in Sydney when I'm in Sydney. So it all depends. So it's all through yours is all through Trinity. No, it's through CIEE. I'm not sure what that stands for, but so people from all over the country are going to each location. They have locations in like Singapore, China, South America, North America, Canada. Um, so you pick your destinations yourself. Yeah. That's fantastic. So you end up with 18 credits at the end of that? No, it'll be 12, 12 or 15, depending on how it works, I think. So they're each... You pass. Yeah, assuming I pass, of course. I'll, uh, <laughs> it'll be 12 or 15, which I'll transfer back to Trinity, cool. which is great. Are you graduating in May? Uh, no. No. Okay. Right. no. Yeah, for one more year. Cool. One more full year? You're done in January next year? You got another year and a half total. Um, it could be, could be a year and a half. It could be one year. I'm not exactly sure. It depends how the credits fall. And then yeah. if there's an internship bit um, at all, that depends as well. That's great. And so why did you guys, uh, guys want to do a study abroad? What was your what was your motivation there? The first um, time. All right. Yeah. Um, my mom did one when she was in college. She went to, I think she went to Greece. Um, and so she always talked highly of it. And then some of my friends were talking about doing it. I was like, oh, well, I need the credits. And I don't want to, I'm already overloading my spring semester. So. I was like, I don't want to take any summer classes. I don't want to grad or graduate late. So I was just like, you know, I'll uh, ask. The worst that the parents can say is no. <laughs> and thankfully, it worked out that they were for it. So, so no Christmas gifts this year for you, huh? No. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, Michael, what's your motivation? I mean, I, like, I have a few friends who've done it in the past and have had it's had good reviews for me. But I mean, it's the only time in your life that you'll be like this young able to travel with less free like with more freedom and you know less responsibilities before you you know get older so i was like might, might as well knock out a few credits uh go to three different countries and yeah and learn from just experience and the same thing for you while you're in london and i guess rome might be a little easier you'll be able to over the weekend like all right i'm i'm hopping on a train i'm gonna go spend a few a few days here or whatever right oh exactly yeah that's the plan that's great well, yeah, also, I, forgot, I forgot to mention my sister also did abroad. She did oh, a whole semester in Florence. Ooh, yeah, that's so, pretty. Yeah, mm-hmm. she definitely recommends it. Except the she food. was there when COVID started. Yeah. In Florence. Which is- we were about to go visit um, in the week before. We were like, or we were scheduled to go, closed everything down. Mm. So we didn't get to go. Do you guys have any soccer planned while you guys are over there to play? quick but yeah i mean i was thinking about bringing a pair of boots and just seeing if there are any pickup games or whatnot going around well i'm sure you'll find that uh uh michael do you have any teams or anything you could hop on that's organized no no, nothing organized yet i'll be playing this summer and then this obviously fall for the season so and i won't have a a car either so it'll have to be it would have to work out like perfectly but i'm gonna bring my boots and train all the time but i wouldn't play on a team i don't think yeah. A lot of those places are like the public transport is so popular instead of actually driving. Right. Yeah. We'll see. How often are you guys going to have to call home? What did you say? How often are you guys going to have to call home? I probably won't call home at all. 
<laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. Maybe once. <laughs> I'll call him. I'll get him out. I feel like depending on my data, how that works out. Go. But smart. Yeah, I'll yeah, communicate him. Got to look into that. I ran into your mom with with my kiddos at uh, Costco the other day, Michael. Did she tell you? I did. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Same. <laughs> Yeah, good times, man. Miss you guys. It was fun, fun times. Well, great. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm happy you guys are doing that. Uh, I wish everybody would. Like I said, I, I, um, I jump. I have a recruit on campus. I show them where our study abroad offices are on campus. And it's right in our student union, so you can't miss it. And I go through a whole spiel about how important it is. We've had guys do, uh, actually, I'll get your buddy Davis did Madrid. We've had guys go to. Um, London, um, you know, spots in England, that's where Oxford, uh, they're studying over there. I've had guys go to Sweden, Australia, and all of them been able to play a little bit of soccer too. Actually, that's why I asked Michael. We had a, we had two guys do an entire semester, um, different years, back to back years in, uh, England. And one of them was able to hop on a team and then the next year connected the other guy to that. So he just showed up, was automatically on a team for, that whole semester. So it was, was kind of cool. We got to play club soccer while he was over there. So, uh, yeah, pretty cool. so, yeah, no, I think it's great. That's awesome. You guys are doing that. I would like okay. to see all kids. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't remember you, uh, you showing me where the office was when I was on my visit. Would that have swayed you? Maybe a little bit. No, I did. You just weren't paying attention. <laughs> That's uh the student union was heavily populated. A lot of people walking in and out of there. You, your eyes were wandering at that time there, buddy. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Well, hey, let's do a little season recap here. All right. Let's do a season. Oh, you're shaking your head. So why don't you start? Let's talk about your season here, buddy. How'd it go? Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely had its ups and downs. Um, didn't have the best record. We had two wins. Um, got my first goal. Was a was an up. It's the first game of the season, right? First goal of the season. The first goal of the season. So you were the um, team leader for how long were you the team leader in goals? Uh, that day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we definitely had a lot of games where we either could have tied or could have won it. Um, a lot of late game goals against us, a lot of very early goals against us that were just kind of stupid mistakes, not – either being too early to be locked in or too late to like have that focus still there. Um, but then we also had good results like tying UNC um, yeah. at UNC, tied Tech at Tech, which both games I think were could have gone in our favor. Um, so, I mean, there was stuff like that that kind of kept us going, but also with the bad losses that we took. All right, Augie, the first thing we're talking about when we check in on January 8th is accountability. So what type of accountability are you taking for the season? What do you got for us? Um, I think a little bit, at least personally for me, um, now I went most of the season starting every game, playing a lot of minutes, and then towards the end of the season, lost my starting spot, um, wasn't getting very many minutes. And I think I kind of put – I didn't put enough – kind of pressure on myself to kind of take accountability for that, <clears throat> kind of playing the blame game. But I think I definitely could have, you know, just put it more on myself in that situation. 
So what are you doing about it now? Um, just been working out. That's kind of all I can do right now over break. But um, this summer, def- definitely going to try to play and just come in more prepared. Gotcha. All right. Michael, how'd your season go? Uh, it wasn't bad. As a team, we did – I think we got 13 wins, um, a couple ties maybe, and a few losses. Uh, we reached the conference final, lost on PKs, which is unfortunate, uh, to a good team, though. Uh, and then we reached the second round of the NCAA tournament uh, where we lost that game. But overall, the team played well. Uh, we had a few a few first years play big minutes, which is, which is good. A few sophomores who didn't play a lot their first year who played really well. And then new faces across the board who popped up in big areas. Um, but overall, it was good. I mean, I didn't... Um, for me personally, I had its ups and downs because I had surgery obviously in May and then I come back and then I play a few practices and then my quads are tighter than usual and I have to sit out or play a few more practices. And then my heel has like tendonitis because I haven't, you know, I just haven't been this active in, in so long. So, um, but either way, I'm proud of everyone for how hard they worked. Uh, I feel like I, th- I think I finished with eight or nine goals, which is good. Uh, my friend Chen on the team, he, uh, got player of the year in the conference and all American. So I'm super happy for him. He's been working his butt off. Um, yeah. And then we have a few seniors this year who are looking to come back and then a fifth year is looking to come back. And I think a master's program. So we're looking, it's looking up for the, for next year. So. Well, same, yeah, question. Good season. same question for Augie. What's your personal accountability for the season? Um, what do you need I think, do? I think overall I, try my best in every area, you know, whether that's off the field, making everyone feel, you know, welcome, the first years feel welcome, um, working as hard as I could on the field, in the fitness room to try and get healthy. Uh, I think I could have been this summer when I was coming back, I didn't focus enough on technique as I should have. So in some areas, I'd be through on goal or I'd have that one more pass to make that would lead to a goal. And since I didn't, since this summer, I focused mainly on just my ankle not being, you know, broken. I didn't focus enough on the small details, and so those let me down in the games. Um, but this summer, I'm looking. I'm going to play this summer for sure, and I've been training most days this uh, winter. Just left foot passes, right foot passes. You know, just nice. long balls, making sure that I'm sharp in every aspect. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the accountability that I will look to improve on next uh, next season. That's good. Well, Michael, you don't have a spring season. You'll be gone, of course. Yeah. So, uh, Augie, uh, you guys, you'll check in the 24th, you said. You go through, uh, you know, you got to help us out a little bit with the with the Division One timeline with what you're allowed to do and how the time increases. But what does your spring look like and uh, what are your personal goals? Yeah, I mean, we play six games, one being you guys. Um, Easy and- Super easy game for us. <laughs> do you want to do you want to throw it back the past two years? What's that? Do you want to bring up the numbers from the past two years? Yeah, we won both games. It was like, I mean, I left at halftime, went drinking with your dad. It was, <laughs> man, what are you talking about. <laughs> um, you were nervous last year, be honest. A little bit. That yeah. one, that one had my had yeah, that, I was on edge my seat a little bit. At eighty, at the eighty minute mark, going in the eighty minute mark, you were like, "All right, are we going to not win this game?" You were, you, you, you know. It was, little, yeah. it was on your yeah. mind. On your mind. Right. Definitely. Definitely. But you right. know, 
close. Obviously, we came out on top, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So the six games. I think I'm trying to think how many days we practice. I feel like it's like maybe four days a week, and then three lifts a week. Um, so yeah, we'll have that. And I think I guess my goal for the spring is pretty much just get my fitness to where I want it to be, get my strength where I want it to be, and then working on the things that, um, you know, coaches told me at the end of the season that I need to work on. So trying to really hone in on those areas of my game and seeing if I can get those to where I want them to be and what they what the standards should be. Nice. Um, I have a question. Uh, so, like, you guys are start getting towards the end of your – you have less career left than you've already had, right? So, um, you know, as you're going through that and thinking about it, you know, how are you approaching that mentally? And then also, like, how are you kind of passing down what you've learned to, you know, the guys that are younger than you? Um you know, how are you passing on your wisdom, so to speak? Mike, you want to go? Sure. Um, I think it's bittersweet because you play soccer your entire life and you want to keep on playing for as long as you can. But at a certain point, obviously, it, it comes to an end. But uh, I think just appreciating every, you know, minute I have on the field, whether that's practicing by myself, going for a run, or like playing a, a big game, you know. I think surgery helped me with that a lot, you know, just appreciating even the chance to play bad is still a chance to play soccer uh, and just appreciate what you have. So I think as far as passing on what I know, um, just being as welcoming to everyone on the team and just, you know, if you're in practice and you know you see someone mess up or you mess up yourself instead of saying, you know, oh, come on, like get, be better, you know, like being just blank statements like that aren't going to help really like anyone, you know, improve with the game. So I think just, really giving your all and trying to help each person improve is just one way of uh, passing on your wisdom. And then who knows, like maybe when that kid is a, a senior or a super senior, they'll remember the time that, you know, I, you know, coach, like help them, you know, improve a certain aspect of the game. And then they'll do that to some kid in four years when they're a senior. And then, you know, hopefully that helps build the culture of the program and just everyone just improves as well. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's one way that I'm trying to pass on my wisdom. Yeah, I think for me, I guess we've gone, this will be the fourth year going without winning anything at Wayne Mary. So I think definitely looking forward, you're trying to, you don't want to go your whole college career without any you know, silverware or anything like that. So I think bringing that in that kind of mindset into next year um, is a big thing for me, especially with a young team just trying to get everyone on board for that. And I think definitely have the players to do it. Um, I think this past season, it was cool that we did have so many freshmen in key roles um, and just being one of the older guys able to kind of guide them through the process. Like we have a four program. So each of the freshmen coming in, get one of the guys on the team already to kind of help them adapt to college life, college soccer, just like all the social aspects, classes. Um, so that's definitely a really cool thing that we get to do. So I had Evan on our team and it's just cool to get to know those guys like that. And I think 
as much as it is important to, you know, coach them on the field, teach them on the field, it's also just as important to do that off the field, just making sure they're welcome and that kind of stuff like Michael was saying. What do you guys think? I'm sorry. What do you guys think is like as a freshman comes in, what do you think all of them have in common that, or what are some of the things I should say that they have, that they come in with or don't come in with that they're kind of lacking and maybe they're not expecting that, you know, as they're finishing up their high school career, what could they be doing to get them to a place where they're at least more ready to be a freshman and a, and a freshman college soccer player? Um, Yeah. I mean, I think one thing is like, you definitely got to lose the ego if you have one coming out of high school. And that's thing that you learn quick in college. You'll get put in your place pretty quickly. Um, and I just think coming in expecting expecting to work hard and you have to grind for your spot. Um, just like being realistic with yourself. Yeah. I think uh, one thing all the freshmen have in common is just you have no idea what to expect. Like you're coming in and you're taking harder classes. You're meeting 10 new people a day and you're playing with guys three or four years older than you have like some, in some cases started for four years, you know, like we have a kid on at Trinity who was on the U 15 or 16 Chelsea Academy who played with like Callum Hudson Madoy and uh, Elise. So like you have him who's obviously started for four years and then you have a kid who, you know, maybe was a, you know, bench player or a, a fringe starter who's coming in there and he plays the position. So I think just understanding that maybe your time, I think the biggest thing is on the field, your time might not come now. It might not come in two years, but if you have a plan to like get to that place, then that's the most important thing, a way to get better every day. And like, I think talking to coaches and your teammates and them giving advice in terms of like, Hey, when I was a freshman, I didn't play at all. You know, when I was a sophomore, maybe I didn't play, but then junior and senior year, I picked it up and I was a big part of the team. And so I think it's important to have a relationship with, upperclassmen on your team and then coaches to you know guide you in the right direction um so you're not just like in no man's land behind a guy who's you know the best player on the team yeah i think to piggyback that it's like pretty pretty much described what my college experience has been like going freshman sophomore year not playing a lot not really having a key role on the team just coming off the bench some games and then just you know continuing to like keep working hard like i said and then maybe you get your chance junior year. So I was grateful that happened for me. Um, so, yeah, I guess your time will come if you put the work in. It's interesting. Uh, uh, freshmen, they always come in. They're naive. Uh, they're trying to prove themselves across the board. You know, and uh, it, I love that. I love that because they're going to – I'll tell them to do something. They're like, you got it. Whatever yeah. you want me to do, I'm doing it right now. And uh, I love that. I, I, I've always enjoyed having a solid group of kids that you know are super hungry and want to do that. It's also interesting when you see how good your team can go and you compare it to how those seniors are driven. So I've had senior classes. Uh, I was actually one of these seniors myself that I came in the least fit I've ever come in. Uh, I didn't touch the ball as much. I just kind of like, yeah, I'm going to my senior year. I've already done what I need to do, right? Like, how much more comfortable are you today with your preseason than you were going into your freshman year? 
you know, like, you know what to expect. And so if you show up as a senior and you're that comfortable already, you're just setting yourself up for failure. The seniors that are still hungry, like you just described, Augie, I want to win the CAA this year. Like it's like, we need to win one before I graduate. Now's the time you're hungry. You still have something to prove. Like those are the, those are the teams that do the best when you have a senior group to pair up with that naive group of freshmen, they're just going to run through a brick wall. Those teams, usually you got the sophomore and juniors just fall in and take care of their business. So if you have those older guys that are still hungry, still driven, that want to get after it, and it sounds like both of you want to get after it, still want to learn, still want to pay attention to Coach McGinley and Coach Norris and get better and try to, you know, take that next step, you're, those freshmen are just going to fall in line, the sophomores are going to fall in line, and it should lead to a more successful season. At least I've experienced that. You know, when we have those seniors that are like, eh, I'm good to go. You know, this is what the team should do. They've already got their opinions in line. This is what the roster should look like. They, you know, and they're not just showing up, getting to work every day. Those are the teams that fail. Those are the teams that don't. Uh, those are, I should say, underachieve. It's hard to have that team and win a championship. Yeah, that'll be one of the other messages that we sent to our older guys this year when they come back in. Yeah, totally no, agree. It's good. Oh yeah. What uh, what bit of wisdom was passed down to you guys when you were young that uh, you know maybe something that's stuck with you through your careers that has helped you along the way? Soccer related wisdom, boys. Nothing, nothing that. That at definitely other stuff coming to mind first in soccer. (laughs) Um, I'll start. I remember walking into uh, Shaw's office or locker room and Shaw was speaking to all of us and I'm nervous. Uh, we don't have a lot of the, we don't have technology like you guys have now where I can just FaceTime, you know, none of that stuff. I either could call these guys on landlines. I didn't have a cell phone yet. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, there was no following or anything like that. I showed up to preseason and the first thing we do is we run uh, at the Nolan trail. It's a big trail right behind campus. And I'm meeting dudes for the first time. And some of these guys, I'm like, I don't even know who this guy is. And I remember Shaw talking about, you know, he addressed all the classes and he, he got to those older guys. And he goes, I want you to keep learning. Keep learning. Prove to me that you can still get better, get better every day. And I was like, oh, man. And that was, that was 2000. That was a long time ago. It was 22 years ago. And that's still a mess pushing on. So I know it kind of feeds into what we talked about. But I give you guys a little bit more time to think about the advice that you were given. What no, are your I was, I was listening to you. I wasn't. I wasn't. But I wasn't thinking. <laughs> Great. I guess. I guess I'll try and go first. There's not like one piece of advice I think that I that stuck with me the entire time, like throughout my four years. But I think one of the seniors when I first got the Trinity, or one of the fifth years maybe, was just like just have fun all the time, and like whether because end of the day, like either soccer's fun. It's supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be a a, a job. You know, you're in college. You're go to practice every day to, you know, enjoy yourself first and foremost. Uh, so you were just like, Hey man, like have fun, just enjoy yourself. And then I know like you'll, you'll find your, you'll find your way regardless. Um, but yeah, I try and just preach to everyone. Just have fun. I I guess that's something something I've kind of like learned throughout college. Like obviously you go in freshman year, you know, like I got to, like you said earlier, prove myself to, to the other guys that are on the team, prove that I, I can start, I can make an impact on this team. Um, and I, can, I guess as you go along, you kind of realize, obviously you still need to have that mindset that like you still want to, you know, be 
the best at what you do, but also you don't have fun while you're doing it. And like Michael said, it's we all love playing this game. We've played it for our whole lives. And you just want to have fun doing it. Man, it's really hard to beat a team that everyone's having fun. You know, the best yeah. teams I've ever been on, whether it's like our team when we were 14 or whether it was like a high school team where all my friends had no idea how to play soccer and it's just, you know, it's just friendship, you know. The best team. It's hard to be a team that's all that's having fun, you know. Yeah. yeah, I feel like the combination of those two mindsets are pretty unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah. What else? Jeez. Jeez, what you got? Uh, let's, so what are, what are some things you're bringing to your team new this, I guess, next season? Us? Yeah. yeah. Well, we are going to, every Monday, we've got um, a meeting of some kind. So uh, the first one will be a meeting. The guys have just checked in. So we'll meet and go, go over a couple things. Accountability. The first one will be accountability. We just want to get them started with the right mindset for the rest of the time. But uh, each Monday will be something different. So uh, I've already got a few mentors coming in. Actually, uh, a former podcast guy, Jeff Hewlett's going to come down and do a financial meeting with the boys and talk about his book and kind of things that he teaches in his class at JMU. Um, I've got some manly Mondays, we'll call it. Uh, like we'll go change a tire. We'll do some stuff that like basic skills that I think men should know, you know, simple stuff like That's that. Cool. We'll, we'll cook on the grill one day, you know, we'll do some stuff where I'm like, these are basic skills that. I bet some of the guys have never done before. So we'll, we'll do some of that. Uh, we'll do movie Monday. I try to keep it to like, I got motivational Monday, movie Monday, mentor Monday, manly Monday. So you know, a little alliteration there. So we'll do something where we're together every Monday, give them a chance. They'll go work out and then we'll meet. Or if we're, if the schedule's aligned properly, we'll do it at night so we could watch a movie or maybe there's a big game on in the morning or something. We'll bump it to Sunday instead, you know, something like that. We'll, we'll move it yeah. around. It's, it's flexible. So that's, that's the biggest thing that we're introducing. Um, you know, we're also going to look into a couple trips. Uh, like there's, um, Scott, what's the name of that park in Hampton where you could rent the big tents, the yurts, Sandy, Sandy bottom. Is that right? Does that sound right? Yeah, that sounds familiar. Sandy yeah. bottom, I think is what it's called. And, uh, right, so we're right, right. Well, it sounds like it's from SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> they have these huge tents. And uh, we're going to rent them out and let the guys basically camp out all night. And we'll grill, we'll just get a bunch of hot dogs or something. So just different ways to be together rather than on the soccer field with uh, be barking out orders and all that fun stuff. Yeah. So that's what we're going to add to the spring. That's cool. Cheesy. One thing I want you to talk about is uh, your your hugs and high fives. I think that's like a cool idea. <laughs> uh, you know what? I don't even remember exactly where I, I – I feel like I read that somewhere. Um with how little I read, you'd think I'd know the one or two books that it came out of. But, uh, uh, yeah, so, I mean, look, you guys have been on a lot of teams where you get after it. I mean, I'm sure it's even more so now than when you were in high school because you guys are pretty dialed into your positions with your club and high school team. But now in college, there's way more on the line every day in practice. Like, your individual playing time and everything is on the line. So practices are way more intense, and that's true at CNU as well. And so there are days when – Maybe we just lost a game or maybe like in your case, Augie, you, you lost your spot and you could tell a difference in the situation. You could tell like, all right, those two guys are getting after it. All right. Something's going on here or the trash talks a little high or maybe there's some tough tackles. Nothing where like 
all right, we got to meet, <laughs> we got to separate these guys. Nothing like that. I'm just, just talking like, whoa, all right, let's basically, let's remind each other at the end of the day, we love each other. We're brothers. We're about to go to the locker room and we're moving on. It's just practice. Let's, let's go through this, this process. And it's gotten to the point where the guys recognize it when it's time, you know, it happens every week or two, you know, Hey, that one got a little too much. Let's, let's remind each other. We love each other. And so basically you have to do five hugs and five high fives. And so you walk up, you high five someone, usually you're laughing or whatever. And a lot of times I'll start it off. So let's say Michael and Augie, you guys got after it in practice. I would say, all right, Michael, Augie, get in the middle, kick off hugs and high fives. And you'll see them, you know, do this shake and the hug or whatever. And they laugh and everybody's like, oh, and you can just see them going a line and it's supposed to be five, but I think they get each, I think they get everybody, you know, yeah. they'll come up to the staff if, uh, if like I yelled at one of them or something. <laughs> Sorry, man, you were right. I should have played that other pass, you know, you whatever. Yeah, it's just become part of the program now, and uh, they've they've gotten to the point now where they're doing it themselves. So I, I'm pretty happy about that. That's, That's cool. cool. Hey, I thought that was a great idea. Yeah, I got to figure out where I got that from. Give some yeah, credit. I mean, just look at the two books on your shelf, and it's yeah, yeah. Those, right. They're super dusty. I got to go. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> You yeah. guys do anything that's like uh, team building or character building stuff, either during season or out of season? Do you guys do anything like that? Not really. No. <laughs> I sometimes do stuff like just the guys. Like like this past season, we did um, a few like cookouts at some yeah, of the guys' great. places. Yeah, that stuff's great. Yeah. Yeah, we've done cookouts. We have a family who lives in San Antonio, so they always have us over for cookouts. Um, we're, I mean, we're always hanging out no matter what, like whether it's on the field or off the field. We had a guy come in. The, our assistant coach's dad is like a sports scientist. So he came in and talked to us before uh, one of our playoff games. Um, we have a big team, though, so it's, it, it is, it's hard to get all like, you know, whether it's probably like 50 kids, realistically, sometimes sure. more, all in the same place, which – kind of yeah. sucks i wish we were all together more but yeah it is kind of hard well look realistically these things that i just named off they're just nuggets guys like hugs yeah, and yeah. takes two minutes uh these mentor meeting things they're going to be an hour long once a week and i'm not even running some of them i'm going to bring in guest speakers people that are more knowledgeable about certain subjects than i am so they'll talk about it and the real the reality is uh the culture you guys are the culture you know, so if you guys, especially you guys at the top, are feeding properly underneath you, then the culture is going to take care of itself. And you'll you'll find that in the uh, cafeteria. You'll find that on Saturdays after a big win when you guys are all together or, you know, just in general hanging out, you know, to play FIFA or, hey, there's a big game. Let's go to the locker room. Like at our, at our place, we got an awesome TV in the locker room. And so if there's a big game, you'll see 20 guys show up in the locker room that are all either – Chelsea fans or Man City fans or whatever, if they're playing each other, it's just a, a trash talking environment. It's a lot of fun. And uh, so, but that's none of that is on purpose by the staff. You know, you guys are the culture and you guys are going to create the type of environment that you guys want. You know, of course, we can enhance it. We can throw these nuggets at you guys like we're doing. But the reality is the way you guys act and the way you guys treat everybody, especially the younger guys, the guys right behind you, that's going to be the, the culture for the future. That's going to be the culture for the next year. And so, you know, you guys are, are now at the spear of that, at the top, at the tip of the spear for that moving forward. Do you guys feel a responsibility to, to do that or, or um, a desire to, to want to pass stuff down and, and kind of continue to 
to boost the culture in your programs? Yeah, I think definitely. I would love to try to implement some of that stuff. Obviously, need a little bit of funding, but I think some of that stuff would be really cool. No, of course, yeah. I'm not taking notes right now. I wanna, I wanna do one of those. I like, I like the Monday thing you said, cheese. That's that's a good one. That was good. But yeah, for sure, definitely. As I've gotten older, I wanna like do more of that. You know, the whole leadership, the whole like uh, mentor role. Whereas maybe when I was a freshman, that was just play soccer, score goals, run fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, you guys uh, are well aware of the New Zealand All Blacks, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's probably the best culture in the world for sports. You know, the the rugby team, the New Zealand rugby team. I'm sure you've seen their haka. You know, when they're doing their. I mean, yeah. wow, such respect for them, and they have they have a mantra. You know, one of their mantras is "Leave New Jersey in a better place." And, uh, you know, or what are people going to say about you when you leave? That's one of the things that we we tell our guys, you know, the freshmen, not as much, but like as they're starting to creep into the older age guys are going into their junior or senior year. I always ask the question, what are we going to say about you when you're in this meeting next year and you're leaving us? What are we going to say about you? And, uh, you know, that always kind of that usually hits you really hard at first. Like, oh, man. Because then you're rewinding stuff through your head. You're like, oh, you know, the donkey that day, you know, or whatever. Or I think they're going to say some good stuff and you'll start feeding off of those better moments that you've had in your career. And, you know, we always talk about like, are we just going to say you were a good player, but not a good person? You know, like, what do you want us to say about you? There's more than just, you know, I scored a bunch of goals. It's, you know, what else? Like, what about the academic piece? You know, what about the, how you treated everybody in the locker room piece? And how were you after, after a big win, were you the crazy guy or were you, you know, dapping up mates and saying good win and, you know, being a good leader and, you know, it's uh, it's a, it's a bigger story than just what happens in those ninety-minute increments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Augie, you had the experience this past season of uh, being around a team that played forty years ago. Yeah. Um, what was I mean, like being around them? What do you think was you know what were some of the conversations and you know was there like what was just your sense of what their experience was and compared to yours. I mean, a lot of the stories they told probably can't be repeated on this. Um, (laughs) So that kind of just goes to show how close they were. Um, Just they had stories about every single one of their teammates. um, Good, bad, funny. (laughs) Um, And then just like when people would get up and talk at the program, just making jokes at them, inside jokes were – getting thrown left and right so i'm sure i think with the group that we have now i think that'll probably be pretty similar to what what happens if we were to do it 40 years later um but i think saying that there's still a lot that could be done you know just to get us even closer um let me ask improvement what how do i ask this i don't want to give it away i'll just give it away how much soccer did they talk no, not much. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's the thing that stuck out. It's like you're gonna remember you're you're probably gonna remember like the stories more mm-hmm. than you're gonna remember the soccer. Obviously the soccer is very important, but kind of builds off that to go outside of soccer. So it just shows you though how much bigger of a picture it is than just what's happening on the field. I mean yeah. if you're giving everything you got on the field, what are what are they really gonna complain about? You know, so if it, I've noticed that every time I go to a wedding or 
you know, we do these anniversaries as well. We'll bring in a team. You know, we did the 30 year anniversary from the 1986 team a few years ago. And I got to know a lot of those guys. And I mean, they were together and they were acting like as if they were in the, the cafeteria, yeah. you know, just, just jokes back and none of it, absolutely none of it had to do with soccer. And I was just sitting there like blown away. And it, it makes perfect sense because I've got best friends from when I played and we don't talk about the games, nah. you know, it, didn't, it doesn't matter. I mean, it did that one game. But yeah, it did. Like we, have, we have Wake Forest. We'll, we'll bring that up for a while, but. I'm sure, I'm sure. Or I, I do make this point. If you're a goalie, we do remind you of any bad goal. <laughs> you know, I, my, Brian Schmidt's one of my best buddies, and uh, we remind him of some of uh, some of his mistakes. And then he'll try to throw stuff back at us, but we just <laughs> stuff down, you know. Yeah. yeah, you let the ball in, you know. So one of the things that uh, an alum used to say is we'd win a game like three to one, four to one. He would tell the goalkeeper, "You lost one to nothing, so you don't get to." Get <laughs> so you'll see, you'll see those jokes. But the coolest thing, Augie, like, like you're talking about the 40 year reunion, I knew that that was the answer. That these guys just—it's not why they're together. It's not why they came back. They didn't yeah. come back from 40 years apart, or I'm sure they've seen each other since then, to go discuss the soccer or go play again. They came yeah. back to be together again, to go be brothers again, to feel like they were 21 years old and running around the bars. You know, like that's what. Yeah. They feel again i also think it's a cool thing seeing like the alumni connection with mm -hmm. william mary obviously i can't experience it at other places but just shows how much like william mary and the program does mean to people that have gone through it um yep. so i thought that was just a really cool thing there obviously every one of them's like if you ever need anything like reach out if you ever have any questions you know networking stuff like that so i think that's just a thing that i know yep. william mary does a good job in Staying connected to that network and you know, making sure everyone's accounted for. I mean, all schools, I mean, you both are at great schools. All schools have things in place to get you jobs or to get you connected. But I mean, if you could call, hey, I also played soccer at William Mary, I also played soccer at Trinity or CNU, that guy's picking up the phone like, hey, buddy, yeah, man, I've been following you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cool, cool. Let's, worst case scenario, I'm having a conversation with you and pushing you in the right direction, getting you an interview, you know, whatever it is. I mean, that, that pushes you to the front of the line. It really is a, it's a huge connection that lasts you for the rest of your life. It's a, it's really an awesome piece to add to, to your resume. Definitely. We're definitely in very, you know, good spots. Oh yeah. In that aspect. Jeez, you got to get out of here. Uh, I got a couple more minutes. I do want to ask you guys now that you're, you guys are at the end, you got a little bit of time left. I mean, you've got to be thinking about, oh crap, what am I doing next? Have you have you locked anything down? Are you at the? I think we talked about this a little bit the first time, but what are you? Are we are we there now? Like, what's the deal? Do you need me to make a call? <laughs> Mike, you got it. Um, so I've I, so I want to be an athletic director or work in athletic administration at some right. stage or as soon as I possibly can, but probably at some stage. And uh, so I'm working with I think the VPCC athletic department this summer once they get back from studying abroad so that'll just be like a work study helping helping them out if they need to like you know make flyers for uh a game coming up or washing jerseys or uh, asking questions or like whatever the case may be just working with the ad and the associate ad which yeah. i can't wait to do honestly and then hopefully i'm applying for an internship at trinity with the admissions department and that's like giving tours. Um, uh talking to like admitted students about 
why why Trinity is the place for you, answering questions to like parents and stuff. Um, and that's the direction I want to go down. And so I'm looking forward to hopefully getting the admissions job and then the job this summer in uh in, in Hampton. So yeah, those are the two things on my plate right now. That's great. Yeah. Um I'm coming back for a fifth year. Gonna play again. I'm doing my MSBA, which is a year master's program in business analytics. So I'm not ready to start working yet. So I'm coming back. Don't rush it, buddy. Don't rush it. No, after after having that internship, I was very confident that I did not want to go into the workforce <laughs> yet. <laughs> well, you know, when you graduate, maybe you go on another study abroad, a personal study abroad. A lot yeah. of people do that. I got a couple. I talked to my guys that are graduating, and one of them is, uh, you know, he's got some stuff lined up, but he's made it clear that he can't start start working for a while, and so he's gonna he's going to Europe with his older brother, and they're just gonna do the backpack thing and just hike, and they've they've got spots planned out, but for the most part, they're gonna hostel it or sleep in a tent or something, and do basically just be caveman for a month you know just go out there and do that part i mean i think that's amazing then they're going to come home and they're from the western part of the state and they're going to do the appalachian trail and so uh that's god they told me how long it takes to walk it and they're going to have like 40 pound sack you know they're going to sleep outside and do that so they what else are you going to do that i mean sky can you just imagine at our ages now just (laughs) all right i'll pack up i mean i got little kids like what am i gonna do he's like hey wife i'll see you in a month and a half (laughs) (laughs) those those days are over man so you know i always tell dreaming yeah, don't rush to do it, you know. So, and I also encourage kids to to try something new. You know, I've seen a lot of kids go back home with the thought of saving some money, and I think that's a great idea. Don't get me wrong, but they end up staying home or they stay in that area. And most of these kids have all told me that they don't want to live in that area. And so I'm always like, well, I think now's the time to just jump in. Just jump right in right now. You already don't have enough money. So it doesn't matter. Just go jump in right now. You're going to figure that part out and go live in a place that you want to live and go get a job right away and go live where you want to live and really challenge yourself. I just think that that's a a cool thing to do at 22 years old when you can have three or four roommates to, to, you know, kill those, kill some of those costs. And, you know, you're learning how to live by yourself and do your own thing because being a 23 year old college grad living on your own is a lot different than being an 18 year old kid in college with you know room board and everything kind of paid for so it's uh yeah. it's a different challenge in life. I, I i encourage both of you to try those things try moving yeah, out the to idea the idea of backpacking has definitely been brought up you know, yeah. me and a couple of guys there you go if you if you put it on hold it'll be on hold forever yeah scott and i talked about this 10 years ago <laughs> I got so yeah that's, <laughs> that was before you had kids cheese so you yeah. know yeah, and yeah, now there's I'm backpacking, but it's just like no bottles, clothes, and toys. Yeah, you got diapers in there. Diapers, wipes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Different. Yeah, world. youth is wasted on the young, as they say. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Oh, cool. All right, we gentlemen. Anything else? That's it, Michael. Be safe out there, buddy. No, I'll try. I will try. Good decisions. Yeah, you, you world travelers, you, uh, you know, put your wallet in your front pocket, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to money. The money belt, Michael? What was that? You got your money belt? Too <laughs> uh, I, got a, I got a fanny. 
I think those things are coming back. The man purse, that thing's like. Yeah. Uh, I got, I got one. I got one that goes across. They're not my favorite. I haven't, I haven't really worn it, but it might, it might come out in Europe. Nice. All yeah. right. Enjoy your purses. Of course, of course. Well, it's great talking to you. Yeah. See you, Scott. Good to see you. With us. Send, you guys both have to send pictures so we can post them on the podcast stuff. Yeah. yeah. Let's do we'll it. Do. Maybe right. I'll give you, I'll give you both a scarf. You, you know, Michael, you're gonna have to wear a CNU soccer scarf. So, <laughs> oh, Coach McGinley, sorry, buddy. <laughs> yes, well, sorry, Coach. I'm going to CNU. You can also have your Trinity one, but you like you can even say like this is for cheese. You know, CNU <laughs> soccer has been Sydney, Australia. An old friend. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Tales from the Trail podcast by Matchplay. If you're enjoying the podcast and find it valuable, please consider visiting buymeacoffee.com matchplay. These small donations collectively help offset costs and other expenses associated with production of the podcast so I can continue to offer this service for free. Please take an extra minute to rate and review the podcast where you listen. This is a huge help. Share the podcast with whomever you think would be interested and will help in their process. Check us out on matchplayrecruit.com for our social media links. See you on the trail.